Dr. Dunder Mifflinites, and welcome back to another episode of The Office ASMR, a podcast to fall asleep to, relax to, uh, and enjoy while you're falling asleep. Tonight's episode is Season 5, Episode 9, Frame Toby, and I'm seeing here that it is the uh, 81st episode overall, which would mean that we've been together for at least 85 episodes because I've done enough uh, bonus episodes. I, I can't remember how many I've actually published. I'm gonna guess it's three or four. I'm gonna guess it's four, maybe three. Um, but that would mean 85 episodes of The Office ASMR. Pretty, pretty cool. Now, as always, uh, your feedback is mucho appreciated I didn't get one recently um, I mean I get, a, I get a lot but I got one recently where the audio on recent episodes seems to be louder and so I am looking into that I slightly changed my process um, I mean my entire uh, workflow was adjusted when we moved but I, I slightly changed the process on how I was producing the episodes and I, I did my best to try and keep audio levels and try and keep as much of it consistent as possible but even if that's not the case if that is uh, be if that is not the case I'm gonna fix it and what's nice is I can uh, you know just we're gonna re-upload the episodes in the background and it won't really affect anything but I want to have a nice, consistent experience as everybody uh, just kind of rolls through the different seasons and rolls through the uh, the series because that's what it's all about: consistency, comfort, and sleep. And uh, as I mentioned on the last episode, I also can bring back the the routine aspect of the episode, which would be more around you know, getting yourself into your comfortable sleep state, making sure you have your headphones, uh, headphone wires, not applicable, uh, but either wireless headphones, a small speaker, a phone. There was another piece of feedback that mentioned the episodes are very quiet because somebody sleeps with uh, ear plugs. I don't know that I can, I don't know that I have a solution there for you, because um, I can't really blast the episodes uh, in order to overcome earplugs, but um, yeah, I know, unfortunately. One of the, one of the like gadgets that I've always wanted is uh, Bose makes these headphones. I mean, let me tell you, when when I discovered sleep podcasts, it was when I was traveling a lot. I was traveling hundreds of thousands of miles a year for my old job, flying everywhere, all the time, constantly, hotels. And Bose makes these sleep buds, which go inside your ear. I mean, they're, they're low profile, they go in flush because like one of the issues like I sleep with uh, 
you know, an old pair of AirPods and little stems stick out. And actually I just switched pillows, um, which has helped because the pillow is a little bit more amenable to my ear pushing in and then having, you know, the stem doesn't really hurt, but the sleep buds go like inside your ear and they are Bluetooth and they uh, are noise canceling as Bose is one to be. They're wireless, of course, uh, but they also will play white noise. And what I was, f the only, literally the only reason I did not pull the trigger on getting them when I wanted them, when I was traveling a lot, is because I couldn't play other audio through there. It's like, yeah, white noise is one thing, but I wanted to play sleep podcasts. I wanted uh, an, a completely in-ear headphone. Now those, those kind of exist now, you know, wireless, complete in-ear headphones. I know there's other companies that have made them. Um, you, you know, when it comes to the AirPods, what I think is amazing is what I'll never forget is the opening scene of a Ryan Reynolds movie. I don't even remember what the movie was. I think it was the name. That's funny. The name of the movie was definitely Maybe. I, I want to say that's what it was. And in the beginning of the movie, this is like mid-2000s, Ryan Reynolds. I think it's Ryan Reynolds. Now I'm second-guessing every detail of this because so people are going to hear it. Um, he had true wireless headphones and part of the opening scene was the fact that he was like walking through the city with these wireless headphones and for years those didn't exist for like 10 plus years I was a very early adopter of like Bluetooth headphones at all I, back this is when you know the little single ear Bluetooths were very cool and then they became very douchey or maybe they were always very, uh, maybe they were always that way, I don't really know. But there was uh, an era of Bluetooth headphones where you were completely wireless, but they were still over the ear, right? I have all these pictures from you know, 2009, 2010, where I was a wireless Bluetooth headphone boy. And I think that's one of the reasons that I appreciate AirPods so much is uh, just the breakthrough that they were and now like every Google and Samsung and everybody makes a version of true wireless headphones but it took you know a massive influencer like Apple in order to get there and uh, so anyway Bose stopped making those sleep buds because of a, an apparent battery issue I believe they even I don't know that they truly recalled them, but I think they refunded anybody who bought them. They must not have sold a whole lot. Uh, and then they relaunched them with new battery technology, but you still can't play podcasts through there. And so uh, that's a long way of saying, let's make sure you are safe, ready to sleep, cozy up, and uh, you don't have wires around your ear while you're sleeping. Uh, maybe I should do a giveaway. See, what I uh, what I am hesitant to do is anything like that where you have to engage, um, you know, the next day or like like what I appreciate is that there's nobody really going 
into iTunes, like when I ask for a review, I don't want you to do it right now. It's like, if you think about it tomorrow, go do it. Or, you know, feedback on Twitter, I get a lot of messages in the morning. So I get a lot of messages in the middle of the day. It's like, that's when I want it. And I think what, you know, it's like what I want to avoid if I was, if I was, if, if in a magical world where the Bose sleep buds were, were able to play my podcast in, in them, I could do a giveaway for the Bose headphones, but then it would be, that's a stimuli uh, as I'm trying to help you relax and go to sleep, and then you'd have to turn on your screen and do something on the internet, and, um, I guess that would be the flaw of this podcast format, which is that it's not meant, it's meant to have you just shut everything off, have your sleep timer set, and go from there, um, but I guess enough people would remember it, but the other thing too is, what I'm really bad at is if I think about something before bed, there's no way I'm thinking I'm going to remember it tomorrow, if I have the best idea right before I fall asleep, and I don't write it down, or I don't pull out my phone, I'm never going to remember it. And so there's, I guess the best way to do it would just be through uh, social uh, on Twitter. But then again, I'd have to say, hey, make sure you're following me on Twitter. Anyway, thinking out loud can be helpful, but it can also lead to absolutely nothing, which is what this, uh, well, part of this, hey, look, I also, I can also see that some of my more popular episodes are my longer ones, and I do get a lot of feedback that, um, you know, the either the preamble should be longer, or I should, or I should do the episode and then uh, talk a little bit afterward to make the shows a little bit longer, because it does seem like twenty minutes is a sweet spot. And so if I can, if I can just give you a little bit more than twenty minutes, then we are, um, then we're good. So tonight's episode is, of course, Frame Toby, episode 9, and fun fact about Frame Toby is that this is the one where uh, we have the wonderful meme of Michael saying, no, God, no, 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 and it's a gif, and everybody likes it. Now this episode originally aired November 20th, 2008, what's kind of crazy is we're coming back up on... Um, you know, catching up to the episodes once we hit 2009, um, which is uh, interesting. This episode was directed by Jason Reitman, written by Mindy Kaling, and uh, I just saw, what did I just see? Oh, well, for one thing, Jason Reitman did the local ad episode, so I knew that name was familiar, but also... At this time, 2008, Jason Reitman w- would have been one of the hottest indie directors in the industry because of Juno. He did Juno in 2007, and then just the next year, he did Up in the Air with George Clooney, which just won a ton of awards. So coming off of Juno would have been very hot, and then, you know, at this point, he would he would have been in production to some degree on Up in the Air with uh, George Clooney, and he's done some stuff since then. But he, you know, that was a that was like his coming out as a, as a major thing. And then, um, yeah, 
Yeah, we do have Andy Buckley playing David Wallace in this one just as a voice because remember we ended the last episode with Michael giving David a piece of his mind. Why did you send her away, man? Why did you send her away? And that also sets up how we get our plot of this episode because Holly is now gone and we start off with a little uh, a little get together in the conference room Kevin chowing down on brownies Dwight insulting the brownies saying no thanks I'll keep my jerky Michael's taking two to parcel them out you can eat them at his leisure later on one of Kelly's grabbing two. One is for Toby. Michael says, yeah, give it to him in Costa Rica. Michael says, yeah. They sit next to each other. Toby works here again. Oh, could you imagine? You don't know, he says. You should head back there, says Jude. Because he's back. Dare I? I'm going to for old time's sake, says Michael. Heads back to the annex. Looks around. Alright. Great practical joke. And Toby comes up behind him. The life drains from Michael's eyes. No, God. Please, no, no, no. No. And Toby is back. Yeah, I think I said in the last one, it's like, I, oh, maybe it's not a week, the weakest episode, but, um, weaker, maybe, in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of season five, like, if we're looking, or no, dinner, wait, dinner party was season four, right? It's like if you're coming off the heat of season four, season five, what do we have coming up here? We got uh, Moroccan Christmas is a good one, Prince Family Paper, yeah, Lecture Circuit is strong, Blood Drive, oh, Charles Miner's coming up here very soon, oh, Michael Scott Paper Company, yeah, so this is, this is like a mid-tier episode. Toby, because now we're on the phone with David Wallace. People are disturbed. Michael, you texted me. 911. I learned, Michael says, if I don't text 911, people don't return my calls. But now people always return my calls because they think that something horrible has happened. David wants to know how he was able to go an entire week without knowing your employee was here. It's also icky. People say it's icky back in the annex. David has to go. There's no way to get rid of him. I have cause. It is because I hate him. Get along with Toby. Goodbye, Michael. Dwight gives Michael a little massage. Don't do that. 
Kitchen. The microwave is a disgusting mess. Do you see this? This is one of the rare instances of Pam is just directly interacting with the camera. Now Andy says, Jim, oh, you're buying your parents' place? Jim says, that's not cool. You're going to live in the same house you used to pee the bed in. Technically, yes. Today is the day I, oh my god, okay. I take back everything I said about this being one of the mediocre episodes because this is the episode where we get Jim showing us the house that he's buying for Pam, which is his parents' house, and he does it as a surprise. I take everything back, I said. Why a painting of a clown that is apparently crucial to the structural integrity of the house? He's going to love it, right? Everybody do a favor. Don't talk about this to Pam. You haven't told the missus about the castle? Myself and my lady, no secrets. Phyllis is saying it's romantic. It's on Linden Half by the quarry. I live by the quarry. We should hang out and throw things down there, says Creed. Definitely we should. Now we have a, a note above the microwave. It's a shared, it's a shared, sincerely disappointed, that's just obnoxious. The note is obnoxious, I liked it. The note is way more obnoxious than the mess. Get off your high horse, Richie. Mm, Meredith says, nah, they're rich. Now we have Michael. You want to see some real high caliber acting? Kurt Russell, you're about to be served. As Michael heads back to say, hey, Toby, great to have you back. Just a real pleasure to see you again. Welcome. Missed you as part of our fam our family. Drinking his coffee. Costa Rica, huh? That must have been fun. It was amazing. Hmm. Why didn't you come back? Kind of hard to meet people. Plus, it was hot. Get an air conditioner. Oh. Are you okay, Michael? I tried. Okay, so he doesn't break. He didn't truly break in front of Toby. That is like trying to be friends with an evil snail. I feel like I'm dying inside, he says. Nev Campbell and Scream too. She thinks she can go off to college, be happy. Then the murderer comes back and kills all of her friends. 
learned a lot of lessons from that movie. Now we have Dwight and Michael looking up federal offenses, sexual harassment. We'll get him to hit on somebody and catch him in the act. Dwight says, I love catching people in the act. That's why I always open doors. I always kick open doors. Dwight is going to become the bait. Takes off his glasses. Men find me desirable. The one thing, he's not gay. And if somebody were to be the bait, it would be Jim, or Ryan, or me. Men find me desirable. I'm sure they do, Dwight. Pam says, look, it's a health, it's a health issue with the microwave. Why aren't Jim, why aren't you as mad or interested in this as me? Are you a Jim Wafer? Jim is, Jim is far away from the desk now. Pam downloading singing a song. I have to take this call anyway. Michael says, no one would ever cheat on you, Pam. You're the complete package. Takes a folded note. Deliver it to Toby Flenderson. React to whatever the note elicits. Don't read it. And that wording in and of itself sends up the red flag. The note says, Kiss me, I'm too shy to tell you that I love you. Toby wants to show Kelly some pictures. Um, Ryan and Kelly making out. That's really inappropriate, he says. And then she said photos from Costa Rica. Let's see it. Michael grabs him and throws him on the ground. You scared? You mad at me? You want to hit me? Want to punch me? Ryan is like, what is happening right now? He's like, do it. Punch him. Hey, come on, Ryan. Who side are you on? Ryan's like, what is what is happening? Not as hard as you can in the face. I'm not gonna punch you, Michael. Why would I punch you? And they roll out. Weird exchange. Ryan, I think Ryan says you should hit him. Yeah, should hit him, man. Once in a lifetime. Michael absolutely crushing the brownie. Can you please stop? You haven't been helpful all day. Dwight says, there's still one thing we can do to get Toby fired. And he closes Michael's office door. Frame him for using drugs. It's illegal. But everything they do in the shield is illegal. I've framed animals before. Framed a raccoon for a Christmas present. F framed, a, framed a bear for eating the garbage. Same level, Christmas present and eating garbage. Okay, Michael is contemplating, but they need to buy drugs. Michael rolls outside to the warehouse. 
and we got the Vance refrigeration guys with a bunch of cool refrigerators. I guess you know why I'm here, huh? I need to purchase something, a fridge? No. He said, he whispered, I wanted to buy some weed. Some weed? What makes you think we have weed? I heard you dealt drug. He says drug. Uh, he whispered, one guy whispers and heads out. I'm not wearing a wire. Why would you even say that? $500. It's a steal, he said. It's two ounces of losing money on this man. Walk away. Ryan says, Look, I'm on your side on the microwave situation. I was, I was back there. It's a huge mess. It's crazy. At some point, someone's going to have to just get in there and clean it up. That's why we have a temp, huh? I would just make it worse. Oh. Ryan is like, um, yeah, I'm not the one that's going to clean the pan. Now Michael's back in the annex, nervous around Kelly, and Dwight says, a drug dealer on the phone, Toby Funderson, he returned from a mysterious vacation. What's interesting is you never see the bag, right? The audience never knows what's going on with it, but it, yeah. That's, that's what makes the reveal pretty good. Now we have the police that have received a call. A possible narcotics situation. Hello, officers. Dwight Schrute. Former volunteer sheriff's deputy. Someone's hiding drugs in this very office. Creed stands up, very nervous. He says, pretend that we're talking until the cops leave. Those are real cops who are good, says Michael. Here is the perpetrator. Step away from your desk. They don't need your position, your permission. Don't search my stuff. Tensions are high, Michael says. Hey, did you come back from a trip from Central America? You got a bag. That is not mine. Michael, even Michael's now turned. He says, I bet he has nothing to do with that. That's mine. No, Michael. This is, this is chaos. The cop says, this is basil that's a caprese salad or some mozzarella right there that's my salad there's no drugs 
Come on. Faked it. You have laws to protect you in any interrogation, says Dwight. You must feel pretty good about yourself. I didn't put Caprese salad in my door, Michael. Did you? Caprese salad in your... You know, they could have been catching real criminals. If you worry about the cops' time. God, Toby. Welcome back, jerky jerk face. Now we have an interesting talking head with Michael and Toby. He says, look, you, you made liars out of all of us. biggest liar in history. Michael says, hey, I think you're great. You're my best friend. Ryan tells Kelly, I can't do this. It's not fair to you. I broke up with Daryl to be with you. We're going on a little trip. It's not that kind of trip. Into Thailand with some friends from he says with some friends from high school. Well, a high school. Well, a high school. Kelly is is extremely confused. You don't want me to resent you, right? Let's have sex one more time. And any extra cash would be amazing. It's interesting the predicament that Kelly gets in when Mindy writes the episodes. Now Jim says they need to make one stop on their way home. Why are you at your parents' house? Ready? Close your eyes. Spin. This is one of my favorite scenes in the show. Ta-da! I don't get it. Jim says, I bought it. It's ours. Pam looks confused. Let's go inside. Jim says, Look, we didn't have to use the realtor. Save on clothes and costs. We can put all the money to de-shag the carpet. I think it will help. The color situation... The clown photo is really in there. A lot of artsies in this neighborhood. That was the master bedroom. Not allowed in here. Jim closes the door. Still in the door of converting the garage. It's got great light. It could be perfect for an art studio. And there's a a canvas set up with paint and a stool and Pam's just kind of walking through lethargic Jim says I bought I bought it without asking it doesn't look right if you really hate it I totally understand I love it 
Jimmy shot. You bought me a house. Yeah, I bought you a house. Yeah, I did. Pam says, do we have to sleep in your parents' bedroom? No. We'll board that up. It'll be a weird spare room. The clown? Yeah, I can't, can't help you on the clown. Oh, perfect crime. I break into Tiffany's at midnight. I don't go for the vault. I go for the chandelier. It's priceless. I'm taking it down. A woman catches me. Stop. It's her father's business. She's Tiffany. I say no. We make love all night. In the morning, cops come and I escape in one of their uniforms. I tell her to meet me in Mexico when I go to Canada. I don't trust her. Besides, I like the cold. Thirty years later, I get a postcard. I have a son. He's the chief of police. This is where the story gets interesting. I tell Tiffany to meet me in Paris by the Trocadero. She's been waiting for me all these years. She's never taken another lover. I don't care. I don't show up. I go to Berlin. That's where I stash the chandelier. Fun fact about that. So, if that was written, I mean, Mindy Kaling, I think it's well known. She's an incredible writer. I didn't realize that that was her. Amazing. Um, I mean, the author is written by a team, but th just the fact that we got that Jim and Pam moment, I love. And fun fact for anybody that might still be awake at the end of this episode, probably the most discussion that I've ever done at the end of an episode, um, that I am such an Office fan and a Jim Halbert stan and found that scene to be so powerful and moving that I attempted to do that on my own. I was trying to buy a house when I was dating my now wife, who in the same month that I bought that house, I had bought an engagement ring. And it was my plan to do that, to walk her through the house. Like, I did this, blah, you know, I bought this house, surprise. And uh, one of my friends ruined it because he had mentioned to her that I was buying a house. So I got to take her to the house at the last minute. And I was like, hey, this is the house I was buying, like, for us. And uh, that is a house that we moved out of back in the fall. And it's a great memory. So, yeah, into, into the gym move. Surprise. Surprise the ones you love. With more love. So, that will do it for Frame Toby. And I will see you next week for episode 10. And if you're still up, good night. Sleep tight. This has been a great Scott production.